that's also another misconception. Obviously, when people think of trafficking, they obviously think of crossing a border. But in reality, people can be trafficked within their home country. The root cause of it is an exploitation of someone's vulnerability. Right. And if the, the wrong person comes along at the wrong time to exploit that vulnerability, they can find themselves in, in an exploitative situation. and welcome to our second installment of our Let's Talk About It series. For those of you who are jumping on for the first time, Let's Talk About It is our mini-series where we sit down and chat with some of our experts here at Hope for Justice around the topic of human trafficking and modern slavery. My name is Homolamo, or Homs for short, and I'm sat here with Paul, who is our independent modern slavery advocate. Is that right? Am I yeah. saying that right? Yeah, that's about right. Good to have you, Paul. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm pretty good. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about what your role is here at Hope for Justice. Of course. Um, so as you mentioned, my name is Paul. I am an independent modern slavery advocate in the UK advocacy team. Um, I've been at Hope for Justice for just over a year now, started in October 2020. Um, and as an independent modern slavery advocate, or IMSA for short, you'll probably get sick of hearing me yeah, say that because that. that's <laughs> how we say it. Um, as an IMSA, we provide advocacy support to survivors of slavery here in the United Kingdom. Um, it's an amazing role with an amazing group of people and an amazing team, a part of an amazing organization uh, where we really do a lot of everything. We, we tend to be like the, the one-stop shop to, to mm. use that expression for survivors and help connect them with different organizations or different systems that they need to connect to in order to begin restoring restoring their lives and coming back to some some sense of, of normalcy as they're out of their previous um, exploitation or trafficking. What do, what does the day to day you know look like for you in as an insert? Um, a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails. Um, yeah, really. Honestly, no. I, I can honestly say that no two days are the same. Um, in the sense that you could be working on a specific issue for a survivor for months on end, and that could take up time. And every time you speak to that survivor, it could be, we need to work on this housing issue, we need to work on this immigration issue. Or it could be something that comes up on a Monday that needs to be sorted by Wednesday, and it completely changes your whole schedule. So it, it varies and it changes. And, and what I think is so great about the, the IMSA model and the IMSA role is that it's tailored towards the survivor. It's not as as IMSAs or quote-unquote experts coming in and saying, you need to do X, Y, and Z. Wow. It's the survivor coming to us and saying, hey, I got this letter. I don't really understand what it means. Can I send it to you and just explain it to me and tell me if it's something serious or something I can just disregard? We don't yeah. want to create a culture of dependency. Like The most important thing for us is to... I hope I speak for the team, at least when I say this. The most important thing for us is to restore survivors to the point where they don't need us anymore. Amazing. To the point where they, they're able to look at their situation and say, actually, I understand how my welfare benefits work. Or I'm no longer on welfare benefits, I have a comfortable job, and I'm able to, I don't necessarily need your support in helping to look for a job anymore. Oh, I've got my, my settled status, I've got my indefinite wow. leave to remain now. I don't necessarily need advocacy on that front. The fraud that was done in my name during my exploitation we've been able to eradicate that. That's gone now. I don't have that lingering over my head, so I don't need your advocacy anymore. And that, that for us is the most rewarding part. When we can successfully look at someone who we've been supporting potentially for months, potentially for years, and look back and say, actually, I don't, I don't call you anymore. I don't wow. email you anymore. Yeah. There's nothing really that we need to be involved in your situation with. You're, 
empowered. You're able to do everything on your own, and that's 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 the best part of the role, I think. I mean, you touched on immigration. I think we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But let's just rewind, because um, I'd love to hear from you and also for the people who are watching. Yeah. What are some of the like strongest misconceptions regarding human trafficking? A lot of people think that human trafficking is just sexual exploitation yeah. of women or young boys, but yeah. that's not often the case. Has that been like your experience with working with survivors of human trafficking? Absolutely. I think for, for me specifically, all of my people that I support are male. Wow. Um, and, and I think that is probably the biggest misconception is that it's all sexual slavery and it's all women or like you said, young boys or children. That's not true. It, 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 comes, from, it comes from a place of vulnerability. And we are all as people susceptible to being extremely vulnerable at any mm -hmm. given point, at any given time. And when you're in that position of vulnerability, if someone comes in and uses coercive methods to attack that vulnerability yeah. uh, and, and puts you in a position where you have no other choice, you have no other option and strips you of your autonomy, it doesn't matter whether you're male, female, whether mm. you're a young child or, or a grown adult, it, that, that vulnerability can be taken advantage of and that's, that's really what we see a, across the board. I think that's also another misconception. Obviously, when people think of trafficking, they obviously think of crossing a border and, and, yeah. and being moved from one nation to another or across multiple borders. Um, but in reality, people can be trafficked within their home country. People, because like I say, the, the root cause of it is an exploitation of someone's vulnerability. Right. Well, we can all point to people across this country, born and raised, citizens, passports and everything, who just find themselves in vulnerable situations for, for one reason or another. And if the, the wrong person comes along at the wrong time to exploit that vulnerability, they can find themselves in, in an exploitative situation. What are some of the, um, whether it be feelings of loss or even um, physical things that victims of human trafficking lose while in their you know, exploitation period? I think the biggest one and the central one, and it really gets to the heart of why trafficking and, and modern slavery is such a devastating crime, is the loss of autonomy. Right. Um, the loss of autonomy over oneself, over one's choices, over just your ability to exercise your natural rights as a human being um, is, is so devastating. And that has a trickle-down effect into everything. So like we said, you have people who are potentially trafficked to this country or like I say, to any other country who now have lost access to their family, have now lost access to their friends, have now lost access to be in a country where they know the language fluently. To, to, to just so much loss in that sense. And, and then you get a situation where there's that loss of autonomy can lead to a loss of confidence, a loss of self-belief and, and that is true for people who are presently in situation trafficking or exploitative situations as well as those who are out of that it's it's never easy to build back up that sense of confidence and that sense of autonomy if you've been in a period whether it's for a day month or years where that autonomy was stripped away from you the ability to confidently walk out of your front door when for months or for years you your coming and going was dictated by a completely different person is something that survivors battle with every mm. day. Mm. And so that loss of autonomy and that loss of control is so devastating um, that it's, it's, it's one of the central themes and one of the central things I think we as EMSAs try and work on is to try and build up that sense of autonomy within survivors to 
begin to restore and, and bring sort of balance back to, to their lives where they feel like they are in control, they are, can be confident and they can take decisions into their own hands. It's, it really is just taking a back step and letting as much as they feel comfortable and confident, letting the survivor lead our advocacy for them rather than us leading our advocacy. Yeah, that's great. And I know that a lot of a lot of our conversation is 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 based on how we work in the UK. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, a lot of our audiences are far beyond just yeah. the UK. Um, so I just want to ask broad strokes: mm -hmm. what will be obstacles for an individual who has come out of exploitation? One of the first ones, and this may shock people, is not knowing that they were in a period of exploitation. Um, it. it it's very difficult for people to really reconcile with that. Some people just don't, and when they're maybe, when that's maybe thrown at them, it's sort of like, I, I don't actually know what you mean, or I don't really understand that. Now, to people who maybe do understand that coming out, I think one of the biggest difficulties, and I sort of just mentioned it previously, because it was a difficulty for me, is not actually knowing what support is around or available for you. And that's not just in the UK, that's an international thing. Not knowing, what support there is for survivors of human trafficking. And I think there's an education piece which needs to be done really across the world, definitely in this country, across sectors for people to really know actually what that framework looks like. So that if they come across someone who finds themselves, who they believe could be in an exploitative situation, they know what keys to look for mm. and what actions that they can take to actually prevent that situation and begin the process of p getting that person out of that exploitative situation. Um, again, we sort of get into this misconception that survivors and, and, and victims of human trafficking and modern slavery are potentially hidden away that we don't see, whether it's women in brothels or situations like that. It could just be men working in supply chains. And, and that's what Slavery Alliance in this, with this organisation is about combating. So it's a great thing that we have that, but those, that's the reality of it. And so it can really be people anywhere in any sort of walk of life. And so that's why spotting the signs and seeing those signs is so key. And then once you see those signs, okay, what can I as an individual, not even necessarily in the sector, but what can I as an individual or an organisation do to actually help prevent this situation that this individual person's in, yeah. and then long-term stop anyone from ever being in that situation again? I just want to thank you, dude, for um, jumping on today and just talking to us, you know, kind of myth-busting some of our misconceptions of human trafficking and modern slavery. And uh, for those of you who are wondering how you, what you can do um, to help end modern slavery, why don't you go to our link in the bio or head to hopeforjustice.org forward slash spot the signs and there you can kind of learn and like we were just talking about educate yourself on um, some of the potential signs of human trafficking we just want to thank you all for for sticking around for watching and if you guys have any questions whatsoever um, feel free to comment below feel free to dm messages or um, just share with us what topics you'd love us to cover because ultimately the whole purpose of this series is to help educate and talk about topics that uh, maybe are not covered as much. So um, thank you so much for tuning in and uh, we'll see you in the next one. Bye.